You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you weekend fantasy updates. Here are your hosts, Joe Galina, Frank Stample, and Mike Florio. And welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, Frankie Chiefs, Stample, Pete Considori, producing our show. And we're going through all the Week 10 Fantasy Football matchups. Frank, how's your uh, fantasy football season gone so far overall? I mean, you don't have to give me, I know you're in a lot of leagues, but just in general, I mean, anyone killing you? Anyone really... uh, Surprising you? Any names that just pop out, just you know, that, that really annoy you or that you love? I loved past tense Deshaun Watson. No, I mean, he was yeah. leading three of my six teams. The consistency that this guy had, and know. not only that, the upside man. Yeah. This was a guy that was going out there throwing four touchdowns, three touchdowns, over four hundred yards. He was getting it done. Didn't matter who he was playing. Going into Seattle. That was something that really stood out to me and, you know, how great he made the Houston Texans, all the pieces around him. Um, And now, you know, in one league, I've replaced him with Ben Roethlisberger. And in another league, I've replaced him with Jared Goff, which, you know, might be some some short-term answers. Mm -hmm. But, you know, still, I'm going to have to find something. I'm going to have to to get something done. But that was one name to me that that really stood out. And, you know, for a lot of people, I think are talking about Kareem Hunt kind of hitting a rookie wall. Mm-hmm. I think this bye week is going to be very big for him mm-hmm. because I, I kind of agree. I think you know he was slowing down a little bit. We saw his his usage kind of get uh, pulled back a little bit mm-hmm. by the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think this bye week is going to do wonders for him. So I think he's going to come out of the gate. If Chikandrick West was going to have a little bit more of a use, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I think coming out of the gate here, out of the bye, you know, obviously not this week. He's on bye in week ten, but coming out week eleven and on, I think we're going to see Kareem Hunt bounce bounce back in a big way. I think he's a good buy low right now, too, mm. if, if, if Good owners point, are yeah. souring on him. Leonard Fournette's another top rookie running back. Uh, ran into a wall last week when he didn't uh, <laughs> show up on time. He didn't show up for the, the, the team picture. He didn't... I don't know what the I heck. mean, look, <laughs> I, I didn't like school pictures back in the day, but, you know, I still did it. Come on, yeah. Leonard, you're better than this. So, uh, yeah, so charges at Jaguars. I mean, Fournette's been incredible, went in there, and... Uh, you know, just the Jacksonville, I guess, what the, the biggest thing that you want to talk about, obviously, is their defense, right? Uh, Jalen Ramsey, Bouye, I mean, uh, now they traded for Marcel Darius to help their uh, run defense. Uh, and, uh, you know, we talked about Joe Mixon. It, it, they kept Joe Mixon in check last week. But uh, offense, just keep the ball out of Bortles' hands, right? <laughs> Yeah, and that's exactly, I give them credit, it's exactly what they said that they were going to do. They said smash mouth football, play defense, run the ball, and that's exactly what they've done, and, they, and they've they've stuck to that. So I think another big game for Leonard Fournette here, this is an easy game, it's just start your stud running backs, Marquise Lee is a low-end wide receiver three, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen coming down with the fever. Yeah. He's a high-end wide receiver, three at best. This Jaguar secondary is legit, Joe. And just watch D.D. Westbrook. Don't put him in your lineup. I know that a lot of people uh, picked him up, but uh, we'll be back with more analysis of Week 10 Fantasy Football Matchups on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Fantasy Update. 
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. We're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena, Frankie Stanfield, and uh, we're at uh, Rockin' Riley's Restaurant. Lots of, uh, lots of activity here. Great place to come out on the weekends. Saturdays, you see uh, college football games. Tons of screens all over the place. Lots of people. And uh, on Sundays, lots of action. Uh, you could watch all the NFL games, and you could actually see me broadcast live and in person. Ooh, see me fantasy, Kurtz. Jesus. Me and Kurtz uh, were on from four thirty to eight, and before that, uh, you have uh, Maddie Wall Street along with George Kurtz from uh, one to four thirty. So, how does it get in here on a Sunday? It's it's it's, it's crowded, especially last week. Last yeah. week you had not only the football crowd, but you had the the marathon crowd oh. as well. So, it's a fun atmosphere. I have to I have to come down here yeah. one time and hang yeah. out with you guys on a Sunday. Maybe I'll invite you in the studio. All right. If you're good. All right. <laughs> uh, Vikings at Redskins. What do you think about this talk about Teddy Bridgewater? You know, could be available week 11. I mean, if you're the Vikings, do you rock the boat? I know that, look, you know, Case Keaton, not the greatest quarterback, but he's, you know, got you to a 6-2 and two record. Why rock the boat? I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think that's the approach that they're going to take. They're not going to put Teddy Bridgewater in there unless, A, something happens to Case Keenum or his play starts to decline. I mean, this team is 6-2. and two. As mm-hmm. long as they're winning, they're not going to change the formula. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. And I get that they, they used a high draft pick on Teddy Bridgewater, and it's a great story. I mean, I, I feel great for the guy. I mean, his knee was, was literally shredded mm-hmm. apart. And so for him to come back and make this comeback, I think I think it's a great story for him. But I just don't know why the Vikings would make a move if they don't have to. I right. mean, as you know, it's a great story, but it's not like Teddy Bridgewater was Tom Brady when he was playing. Mm-hmm. He was he was a very solid quarterback, but you know he wasn't. A lot of fantasy owners were down on him to start off with, then all of a sudden they forget. You know, <laughs> then you have Teddy NFL, Two Gloves. Yeah, yeah. NFL Networks. Uh, Tom Pelissero saying he's throwing better than he was even before his injury. So uh, a lot of. Uh, Nonsense speak. I, I would like to see him get in there at some point, but I just from the Vikings' point of view, I don't see why they would change something if they're six and two. Mm-hmm. So uh, Vikings, Latavius Murray or Jarek McKinnon? For me, I think it's got to be McKinnon, right? It has to be. I I am very excited about McKinnon this week. I have him ranked inside my top twelve. Look at those games since Dalvin Cook has gone down. Uh, it's really just been one dud for him in every other game. He's been amazing, mm-hmm. and, and especially in PPR formats as well, he's getting it done. In standard and PPR. So I think he is a top 12 RB1, regardless of format. Latavius Murray, oh, God. I, I, he's probably a flex at best. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd rather I'd rather take a shot on You know, I'd rather take a shot on, like, an Elijah McGuire instead of Latavius Murray, to be honest. Wow. Okay. I, I You're really high on McGuire this week. I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Because they've showed, the Jets have showed a propensity to get all three running backs involved. Mm-hmm. And... Powell was playing well, even while even with that committee going down. And 
So you take one of those guys out of there, Matt Forte, who was, you know, he got the red zone carries last week. You move everybody up one. So, you know, I think Powell and Elijah McGuire could coexist and both be fantasy viable this Mm -hmm. week. Well, McKinnon's playing uh, in the past four weeks a little over 60% of the snaps uh, compared to uh, Latavius Murray's same time frame, a little less than 40%. So, And uh, McKinnon gets it done as well, uh, catching uh, passes out of the backfield, averaging almost 41 receiving yards per game in those four games. Uh, what about Stefan Diggs? Uh, a lot of people, it seems, it's a perception I get, that they're down on him. I mean, I know he might be covered by Josh Norman this week, which not too good. Coming off a of root canal, does that bother you? <laughs> oh, my teeth. Uh, I've had a root canal. If it's not done right, man, it is painful. Really? Yeah. I think my dentist told me that I need one at some point. Uh-huh. I Like, I don't need it right now. Yeah. It's just once the pain starts happening right. or something. Well, I then need it's it. almost like too late then the pain because yeah. the pain can be. But anyway, so... <laughs> Well, there's our, you know, our dentist segment for the day. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that Josh Norman is just necessarily going to guard Diggs in this game. Mm-hmm. Norman hasn't been shadowing wide receivers. He plays his side of the field. So I think if the Vikings want to get Stephon Diggs involved, which makes sense, they mm-hmm. should want to get him involved. I think he is one of their better offensive players. He had a big game against the Redskins last year, 13 for 164. Uh, yeah, I think I think they're going to get creative and move him all over the field. And mm-hmm. I actually like Adam Thielen a little bit more. The, yeah, I was going to ask you if it was a Thielen kind of day. The, the Redskins have been susceptible to slot receivers, so mm-hmm. I think... I like them. I like. I think both are inside my top fifteen at wide receiver mm-hmm. this week. Uh, but I like Thielen a little bit more. So if you own both and you have to choose between one of those guys, I would take Thielen. But I, I do like both players, and I like Kyle Rudolph too. Mm-hmm. So I guess technically I should like Case Keenum, right? If I like everyone in the passing game, I think everyone can kind <laughs> of. I think everyone can get their own. Right. You, you know, if yeah, Thielen's had double digit targets last three weeks. So I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, uh, I think that. Uh, I think that all of them could do decent, but I guess the the one uh, Viking that we're not crazy about is Murray. No, I mean, there's just not much yeah. explosiveness there. If yeah. You're putting him side-by-side side with Jarek McKinnon, and we, we often say this on BFS. If you're comparing two players who are closely ranked, you take the player who, who has much more upside, right. and there's just not much explosiveness out of Latavius Murray. I mean, he is what he is. He's mm-hmm. a plotter. He's had some okay games since Davin Cook has gone by gone down, but Jarek McKinnon has been far more consistent, so yeah, I, I, I love McKinnon this week, not really in on Latavius Murray. And he's going to go out and have two touchdowns because of that. <laughs> what about the Washington side? Uh, Kirk Cousins has been struggling, uh, not necessarily only because of him, just you know the talent around him, uh, lots of injuries, less than 10 fantasy points per game over the past two weeks. You know, uh, Last week, uh, Jameson Crowder and Reed, Jordan Reed, tight end, were out, uh, was out. Uh, both are questionable this week. I mean, Ryan Grant all of a sudden getting some playing time. Uh, I think that's more a result of Terrell Pryor, uh, his ineptitude, right? I mean, what the heck? I mean, this guy's gone. I mean, you know, they're talking foot bruise. I mean, it's just been a colossal failure. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll end up back in, with the Browns next year. I mean, because he did sign that one-year contract. Who's going to take a chance on him? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question, Joey. Um, you know, I would... I'll have the Jets. I would like the Jets to be involved in uh, with with Kirk Cousins this next year if they can. No, I'm not even talking Cousins. I'm talking Pryor. But uh, oh, Pryor, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, he could go somewhere where they can reinvent him. 
I wouldn't be surprised one bit. These things happen all the time. He'll go to New England and become the best wide receiver of all time. Mm. But someone's still going to give him a ch- chance because he's very young, but he needs the right kind of wide receiver coach. Mm. He's still very raw, and I think he was exposed this year because yeah. of that. Because the, the Redskins... The Redskins' offense is very meticulous, and it's very timing-based, and he hasn't had that timing with Kirk Cousins so far this year. So I think last year a lot of it was volume. It mm-hmm. was just he's on the Cleveland Browns. They're throwing to him a bunch. And we saw in the games where Corey Coleman played, Terrell Pryor was not nearly as productive. Right. It was really that stretch where Corey Coleman broke his arm and Terrell Pryor went off. Yeah. So I, if he gets the right coaching, I think that he can still you know have a role in this league, but he has to go to the right situation. He's been a colossal failure, mm-hmm. as has, you know, Jordan Reed. Yeah. So Early, we, are you starting anybody on the Redskins side? I mean, you know, look, if you have Chris to. Chris Thompson, maybe, that's yeah, it. Yeah. And, yeah, basically, yeah, I mean, because Cousins, I mean, you might be forced to start, but I don't see big things happening there. Yeah. You, I wouldn't want to. Honestly, I like Andy Dalton a little bit better mm-hmm. than Kirk Cousins if you can pick Andy Dalton up. Um, but. Yeah, I don't feel good about it. It's Rose, Rhodes closed. Xavier yeah. Rhodes uh, is playing phenomenal this year. I think Josh. I think um, Josh Doxson is going to see a lot of Xavier Rhodes this week. So I don't feel good about that. Uh, I think Chris Thompson. I think Chris Thompson is going to be, be this team's offense this week. He I think has he's to. a <laughs> solid RB two in both standard mm-hmm. and PPR. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen as of right now. Jordan Reed is questionable. Maybe he'll start the game. Mm-hmm. He's certainly not going to finish it. So right. uh, I, I don't want Vern, him in the Vernon lineup. Davis. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want uh, Jordan Reed in the lineup. But Vernon Davis is a guy that mm-hmm. you know he has been consistently getting it done for the Redskins. So all right, let's move away from this game. Yeah, it's kind of boring. The yeah. Saints versus Bills. All right. Uh, Zay Jones is out. Finally he, had a, a oh no a no, but he had finally showed showed up last last week, and now he's out. Um, Going to be a tough one. Bills fifth fewest fantasy points per game uh, to quarterbacks. We we already talked about uh, Drew Brees kind of not having to get it all done by himself, right? Um, I yeah, I think this is sets up for a big running game. I actually looked up the weather mm-hmm. because I know it's cold here. Right, you know in Manhattan, I think it's just going to be cold. I don't think any precip, yeah. right? Any precip there? No, no, no. Okay. no. It's only ten percent. I thought originally I heard earlier in the week that there might be snow there, mm-hmm. but. As of right now, it looks like it's going to be 40-degree weather in Buffalo. But that's much different than the dome weather that Drew Brees yeah. is accustomed to. I think this sets up for a big game for the Saints running backs mm-hmm. once again. Ingram and Kamara. Bill's defense has allowed seven total touchdown, touchdowns to running backs in six games since week three. So I think they're just going to... Uh, it's going to be a lot of Kamara and Ingram. They're not going to Kamara, ask Drew Brees RB9 to do a lot. for the season in PPR scoring formats, right? He's been amazing. Six straight weeks of double-digit fantasy points per game. Ingram, RB12 in PPR formats. Kamara is actually better than him fa- fantasy-wise in PPR scoring formats. But since AP's gone, we keep on saying it, these guys have been lights out. Getting the job yeah. done. And you know, also on that offense, Ted Ginn has more fantasy points than Michael Thomas this year. We'll talk more about that <laughs> yeah, yeah, when we come yeah. back. All right, when we come back, we'll finish up our discussion on Saints Bills, and we'll go through more games for Week 10. We've got you covered here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, 
Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Rocking out on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Juggling along with Frankie Chief Stample, Pete Considori, pushing all the right buttons to make us sound good. We don't just sound like this by chance. Pete? Yeah, I want, Pete, I want to turn into auto-tune. Can you make that happen? <laughs> I don't know. We can give it a try, though. All right. What's going on in that Ranger game, Pete? Uh, the Rangers playing the Edmonton Oilers 0-0 right now in the first. They just had to kill off a penalty. So uh, uh, you keep us posted. Break yeah, in any time. All right, thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we were talking uh, Saints Bills, and you were talking Ted Ginn. Actually, you said he had more fantasy points overall over uh, Thomas Michael Thomas. Yep, wide receiver twenty one, and Michael Thomas is wide receiver twenty four, which is just absolutely crazy. You know, it just fits. Fits the mold of what we've had so far this season, but you know Tedkin has actually been pretty damn consistent, and that's mm-hmm. with Drew Brees not doing what we normally expect him to do. So I, I think you're still rolling him out there as you know a high end wide receiver three, Ted mm-hmm. Ginn, That is, yeah. uh, I trust Michael Thomas this week as well. I don't. Yeah, a lot of people are down on Thomas, you know, and I own him in the league, and I'd expect a little bit more because he's not scoring touchdowns. That's the thing. Just two touchdowns, none in his uh, last four games, but the. Guys, he's still on pace for 100 catches. So in PPR leagues, still he's getting been pretty, it done. He's yeah. been pretty consistent. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the loss of Brandon Cooks and him having to elevate to number one wide receiver that's hurt him a little bit. The fact that the Saints have become a, a run team, <laughs> you know, who, who would ever have, have thought that? Right? I think that's what that's what's hurting him the most. You know, mm-hmm. when they're getting into those red zone opportunities, they're not throwing as much, and I mm-hmm. think that's kind of contributed to his his touchdown rate. Dropping is the fact that you know they're just running so much with Last Kamara three and Ingram. Games, Saints just under fifty percent pass plays, right? Last season, sixty three percent of their offense was based on the passing game. It's crazy. So, yeah, it's just a different type of year, right? Um, anybody else that you're you're starting or not not starting? I mean, I'm I'm avoiding um, Bills tight ends. I mean, it looks like Charles Clay's coming back, and look, you know, start of the season he had a nice connection with uh, Tyrod Taylor, but. Uh, the uh, Saints really tough on tight ends. Yeah, it's not the best matchup, but I can see, you know, if someone had a Zach Ertz or a Jared Cook mm-hmm. or, you know, even a Travis Kelsey and they're on by this week, I think you could do worse than Charles Clay. So if he was floating around and you added him, yeah. I think he's a low-end tight end this week. Uh, you know, I want to see him on the field and get mm-hmm. healthy a little bit first, but, you know, when it comes to bye week tight ends, we're talking about him as an ad, Garrett Selleck. I mean, I would, I like Selleck, mm-hmm. but... I would rather, I would rather trust almost as a goof just because he's playing the 49ers, <laughs> right? I would rather trust Charles Clay mm-hmm. over a selling. I just think the the targets could be more consistent. I'll tell you this, Joey, I'm out on Kelvin Benjamin. This oh, yeah, week. I was going to ask you about him because uh, this will be his first week that he'll actually see game action, we think, right? I mean, he set out week 1, I guess learning the system, but he's expected to play, right? Yeah, and He's going to be matched up with Marshawn Lattimore, who is is Pro Football Focus's number one rated cornerback so far this season, and Mm -hmm. and he's been great. Uh, So I I think it could be tough 
tough go for Kelvin Benjamin in his first game with Buffalo. And all of a sudden, you know, there's a decent number of targets there. I mean, mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy is going to catch passes. Right. If Charles Clay plays, he's going to catch passes. Deontay Thompson has played well in the last couple of weeks. So No Zay Jones, though. There is no Zay Jones. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that does help Kelvin Benjamin a little bit. He's outside of my top 36, just barely. But, you know, on a week where there's four teams on bye, for Kelvin Benjamin not to be inside my top 36. I think that tells you exactly how I feel about him this week. Do you start the Bills defense this week against the Saints? I mean, their defense has been pretty lights out. I mean, it's been very good. 11 interceptions tied for the lead. 15 forced fumbles, plus 11 giveaway takeaways. I mean, it's a, I mean look, we talked about the Saints moving over to a more uh, run-friendly attack, but they're still scoring some points. I think that their defense has got a little bit exposed the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. especially last week against the Jets. I mean, the Jets were just having their way with them. Uh, the Bills, to be honest, the Bills defense and team overall just didn't show up to that Thursday night game. I would rather take a chance on streaming like a Chicago Bears defense. Yeah. I would stream even a the Patriots. Patriots, yeah. yeah, I think that's a good one too. Giants, mm-hmm. Giants going up against C.J. Beathard. I mean, yeah. unless they're really just trying to tank and they just don't show up to the right. West Coast, I mean, that could happen as well. Uh, but I would, I would stream one of those Bears or Patriots over the Bills. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's a terrible start, but. It's, it's still Drew Brees, and I, I do think that these running backs are going to score. I think they they score a decent amount of points in this game. Yep, yeah. So the Bears against the Packers. Uh, how about the Steelers versus Colts? I think it's a good Steelers, one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Patriots versus Broncos we talked about. Uh, and maybe even Panthers over the Dolphins this Monday night. But uh, Lions play the Browns. I might stream them. What, what are you thinking about this Lions-Browns matchup? The Lions uh, defense has played well so far this season. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Galladay, questionable. So he might even play. This guy's just been out for several weeks. I feel like we haven't heard his name since week one, which is crazy. I, he played a few games after that, but really he hasn't done anything since then. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if he gets mm-hmm. on the field and how that affects the play of uh, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate. Yep. But I brought this up on the BFFs, Joe, and I, I love that the progression of Matthew Stafford from one year to the next because last year it was – Early on, he was force-feeding Marvin Jones, and that came at the expense of Golden Tate. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, it hit a point in the season where they said, no, we have to get Golden Tate involved, and then that sacrificed Marvin Jones' numbers. Now, he's found a way to make both of these guys relevant. Mm -hmm. Marvin Jones and Golden Tate are both getting it done, and I think what we were expecting Eric Ebron to do in the absence of Anquan Bolden leaving this team, I think now that's really just been handed off to Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. Are you worried about Marvin Jones? And I agree with you. I mean, they're playing both, the, both of them playing phenomenal. But remember Marvin Jones, he started out like a house of fire last year, then all of a sudden he faded. Are you worried about that at all? Or now you, do you think that this offense has evolved? You know, Jim Bob Cooter, love saying his name, can't say it enough. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Coots. Yeah, the offensive coordinator for the Lions. I mean, do you think that they've evolved enough where they could you know, keep uh, Marvin Jones involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. I trust him. You know, he since week six, he is the wide receiver one in both standard and PPR formats, mm-hmm. Joe. And that's on a per-game basis. So mm-hmm. Since which week? Since week six. Okay. He is the wide receiver one. Not a wide receiver one, not a top 12 wide receiver. Right. The number one scoring wide receiver in fantasy football since week six. So I think they're finding ways to get both of these guys involved. Marvin Jones going to score more touchdowns than Golden Tate. 
obviously we we would want to get more touchdowns mm-hmm. for, for Golden Tate, but that's never really been part of his game. As long as he's getting receptions and he had a 100-yard receiving game last week, that's what you expect out of a Golden Tate. So mm-hmm. I do think both of these guys can coexist together, and Matthew Stafford and Jim Bob Cooter are finally finding ways to get that done. So Matthew yes, Stafford, I, 365 passing yards, averaging over the past three weeks. So, and yeah, and so. I trust him this week as well. I have you know, him as a top five quarterback this week, Joe. I, I find myself like doubting myself, but Eric Ebron against the Browns defense? I, and I've been way down on Ebron for a long time, but I mean, he did perform against the Giants, and who doesn't when you're a tight end? But the Browns, uh, I think they've given up the most receptions and uh, second most fancy points to tight ends. They have. Sneaky? Sneaky play? It is sneaky. I think he's one of those low-end streamers. We had Rick Stroud on earlier on. Mm -hmm. I would actually rather take a shot on an O.J. Howard because Mm -hmm. as good as the matchup is for Ebron, Darren Fells is still getting involved there. So, I mean, really you're flipping a coin there. Is it going to be Fells? Is it going to be Eric Ebron? Uh, I think he's a low-end stream. I'd rather use Selleck. I'd Mm -hmm. rather use Higby again. Mm -hmm. I'd rather use... O.J. Howard all over Ebron. But if you don't think that Higby was just that one, a one-time uh, use and that's it, a bit just because he was playing against the Giants, or you think that he has some fancy value going forward? Now we're talking Higby from the Rams. I think it's it, I think it's matchup based. But mm-hmm. over the last month, the Houston Texans are allowing the sixth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. So mm-hmm. I think that Higby can have okay. some moderate success again. I don't have huge expectations, but if we're just talking about streaming a tight end for bye weeks, I think you know Tyler Higby is in that conversation. While we're talking about the Lions, Joe, I'm out on Amir Abdullah. Me too. I Fade do- him. 2.34 yards per carry over the past two games. Uh, unless, you know, maybe does a little bit in garbage time, I'm out on him as well. According to Football Outsiders, the Lions have the worst-ranked run-blocking offensive line in the entire NFL, going up against the Cleveland Browns, who are allowing the fourth-fewest rushing yards per game mm-hmm. and 2.9 yeah. yards per carry, yep. which is the lowest in the NFL. Mm-hmm. This is not your classic... Cleveland Browns defense anymore, guys. You can't just stream running backs Absolutely against this right. team. The, the Cleveland Browns and the New Orleans Saints are just not the defenses that you could just roll all your players out against them anymore, and fantasy owners need to realize that. So I'd I am out a, on Amir Abdullah. I might start a theoretic if I had to, you know, if I had a team on a bye, because they've been a little bit more accommodating to pass-catching backs. And, I mean, Riddick has been a little – he hasn't really performed the way you would expect him to. Uh, this season, but maybe a sneaky play. But yeah, I'm, I'm all out on Amir Abdullah. And uh, we both love Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. On Tate, the other side, yeah, Joey, yeah. it's going to, it sounds so dirty. But I like Isaiah Crowell this week. Wow. He's inside my top 24 at running back, Joe. That's because the Lions defense has allowed four touchdowns to running backs over their last three games, also allowing 4.3 yards per carry during that that span. Since playing a season-low 34% of the snaps back in Week 4, Joe, mm-hmm. Isaiah Crowell's snap percentage has gone up every single week. 47%, 48%, 53%, and then 56% in Week 8, and he had the bye in Week 9. Also has eight receptions yeah. over his last two games. So yeah, I think way, it sets double up... Double-digit fantasy points in PPR scoring formats in the past two weeks. So you got to try to take a look at some trends. Yeah, I, he's trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be the guy that we thought he was going to be? Obviously not. I had him inside my top 12 running backs coming into the season as a you know third-round pick. But can he be a RB2 this week with four teams on a bye? I mm-hmm. certainly do think that's possible. As long as Deshaun Kaiser is the quarterback, we know that he's going to take a lot of those little short yeah. jump-off throws. He's going to throw it to Duke Johnson. He's going to throw it to Crowell. 
And on I, average, Lions given up 50 receiving yards per game yeah. to running back. I think so. Duke Johnson, solid flex in a PPR. Isaiah Crowell, I like him standard and PPR to the top 24 running back this week. All right, stay with us. We've got more Week 10 Fantasy Football analysis on the way. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. We're getting you through the weekend, trying to help you out, figure out who to start, who to sit. And uh, why don't we, we want to try to get to all these games. So uh, let's uh, go to the Rams. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Uh, fire. Uh, Rams-Texans. Joey, I have Jared Goff as my QB4 I know, you're on the week. <laughs> I have him ranked ahead of Tom Brady. If I owned Tom Brady and Jared Goff, I would start Jared Goff this week. Call me crazy, Joey. I, I just did. You're crazy. I don't care that he did it on a limited number of pass attempts. All that matters is that you get it done. I like him as a streaming option. I don't know if I'd rank him ahead of... Uh... Of, of Brady. That's almost sacrilegious. Over the last two games, <laughs> the Houston Texans have allowed 760 passing yards total and six touchdowns. I think Jared Goff is a lock this week for 300 passing yards and they three did, touchdowns. They did make uh, Jacoby Brissett look pretty good last week, didn't they? Yes, they did. <laughs> and if I like Jared Goff, that means I have to like his weapons as well. Mm-hmm. Robert Woods, who I like Robert finally Woods. got All in the year. end zone. He got in the end zone twice last week. At I'm sorry. Week, he was only owned in 24% of CBS Sports Leagues. I'm sorry for what he had to do to your Giants defense. That's okay. Joey. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, look, it's a lost year. I, I mean, this team is just mailing it in at this point. If I'm ranking the wide receivers... I like them all, but mm-hmm. I'm ranking it Robert Woods, and this is regardless of format okay. because I think they can all get theirs this week. Mm-hmm. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, who Third. is tied for the most red zone targets in the NFL, and leads and, the team, of course. If he leads, if he's you know top in the NFL, yep. thirteen, yeah. And then I, I have Sammy Watkins. Uh, I have him inside my top 36, but you know he's just very big play reliant. He yeah. only had two, the two targets last week, mm-hmm. uh, but we just saw T.Y. Hilton have two big touchdowns. So mm-hmm. who's to say Sammy Watkins can't go out there and get it done again? Uh, I, I like all three wide receivers and Jared Goff this week. Rams are just a balanced team, right? they got the good passing game. Yeah, not great, but very good, we'll say. I mean, they've really uh, improved since, since last year, to say the least. Got a great running game as well. And uh, they got a good defense, Wade Phillips D, especially against the pass. Yeah, very, very balanced team. And mm-hmm. this is what 
happens when you can get a creative young offensive mind in one Sean McVay in there. Mm-hmm. I actually watched this video on Twitter today of every single Jared Goff touchdown thrown this season. So many of them are just right around the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. where his wide receivers make so much happen after the catch. That's Sean McVay coming up with creative ways to get the ball in his best playmaker's hands. Uh, and, you know, kudos to all the, the teammates around him. Good blocking mm-hmm. there, good offensive line. They bring in Andrew Whitworth. So mm-hmm. you shore up the offensive line, you get a good, young offensive mind who can get the most out of their players. I mean, Tavon Austin isn't having a fantasy-relevant type season, but he's still getting things done. I mean, mm-hmm. he's doing some jet sweeps here, and the more they get him involved... When they run him across the formation, defenses have to account for that. Right. I mean, that makes the defense stand on their toes, and even if they freeze for one split second, that's a split second that Sammy Watkins is getting behind the defense. Mm-hmm. So all this stuff adds up, and I don't want to take anything away from Jared Goff, but I think a lot of what he's done this year is is credited to Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Because we see from one year to the next what coaching can do for him. Yeah. Uh, I think he he's a solid quarterback, but I think what he's doing right now, stats-wise, is more so with what Sean McVay is doing for this team than what Jared Goff so is actually doing. So we're all excited about the Rams. I love him this week. We're I, all I love excited him about the week. Rams offense. Now let's turn the uh, tide, the attention to the awful Texans offense. Tom Savage, just as awful as we expected. Uh, DeAndre just, Hopkins, just leave it there. 16 targets, was only able to catch six of them, which tells me, you know, I didn't see this entire game. I was in and out of it through uh, red zone and whatnot, but uh, obviously he's not throwing the ball very well. If Hopkins is only able to catch six of 16, Will Fuller, two of eight targets. I mean, both these guys take a hit. I mean, is there any case where you would consider sitting a Hopkins? Because, I mean, you, you told me you might sit a, a Jordy Nelson. No, nah, I'm still I'm still playing DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. It's not to the same level. Uh, I I still have him ranked inside my top twelve, and I, I like what you brought up about you know he only caught six of sixteen targets. He was so much more efficient. His mm-hmm. catch rate was really really up there mm-hmm. when Deshaun Watson was playing. We're talking about he caught eight of eleven targets against the Seahawks. He caught two of four against the Browns. Uh, Ten of twelve against the Tennessee Titans. Seven of eight against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He was getting it done efficiently. Right. So. As long as the volume is still there, I mean, he's getting he got 16 targets in that first game with Savage. You still have to trust him. Uh, obviously, we don't feel the same way we did about him with Sean Watson in there, but you're still going to use DeAndre Hopkins. Will Rams Fuller, tough. I can't say the same thing yeah. about Will Fuller. That's for sure. Rams uh, pass offense, uh, pass defense, very tough. Giving up just four touchdowns, uh, seventh fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers. So take that and then add Tom Savage into the mix, and you just have a, a very bad day. Lamar Miller, he's got to take a little bit of a hit too. I mean, he's a he's still a high end RB two for me this week. We saw earlier on in the year uh, the Rams defense rush defense has played a little bit better mm-hmm. as of late. But early on in the year they were getting shredded. So you know if they want to ease things for Tom Savage, I think it makes sense for them to get Lamar Miller and Deontay Foreman involved. Last week was a very weird game for them because Lamar Miller was running well. Mm-hmm. I thought that he should have got more touches. He ran for o- over five yards per carry last week. I was surprised that they didn't give him more work. Well, I mean, if Savage isn't going to be moving the ball as much, he's probably going to get less red zone carries, right? I mean, Definitely. probably you know, if Savage could use him as like a safety valve, maybe that could help his game in, in PPR leagues. 10 for 57 last week, Joe. I <laughs> That's mean, pretty good. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me why they didn't get him more involved, especially with Tom Savage. Like, Tom Savage threw the ball over 40 times. Mm-hmm. I, and I know they were in comeback mode late in the game on that final drive, but 
It just doesn't make sense. If, if Lamar Miller is running this well, they should have got him more involved in that game. To me, that's bad coaching. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move over to uh, two bad teams that are playing each other. I do think the Rams' defense, while we were still on that game, I, I do think the Rams' defense is viable this week. Oh, absolutely. Because Tom, Tom Savage... As a, as a streamable, but, but the thing is that they're probably owned all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, but I if would, you own him, I think yeah. you, you feel confident yes, about the Rams' absolutely. defense. absolutely. Um, Giants 49ers. Giants traveling to San Francisco. Oof. One win between these two games. Uh, two teams. This is the... Uh, what is the opposite of a Super Bowl? <laughs> A pooper bowl. There you go. <laughs> That's a good call there, Joey. Uh, but with that being said, both teams that are not playing very good defense or any defense at all coming into this game. So that means there there could be some fantasy fireworks here. Do you believe that the Giants actually give up more fantasy points per game to wide receivers than the 49ers? That's crazy. <laughs> that, that, I mean, the Giants were expected to be uh, playoff bound, right? Maybe even contending for the big game in Minnesota. <laughs> this team is just lost right now. They have yeah, no they, broken, they yeah. have no motivation. If you saw on that third and 33 screen pass to Robert Woods last week, yeah. Eli Apple was a statue. Yeah, yeah. He was just frozen. He didn't even care to try and get off his mm-hmm. block to try and tackle Robert Woods. This is a team that is not motivated Genaris right Jenkins now. Jenkins suspension to meet Dominique Rogers cromarty With that being said, unnamed players tell the media McAdoo's lost the locker room. He's gone. He's yeah. gone for sure. With that being said, I wouldn't be surprised because there is talent on this defensive side of the football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised one bit if they had a behind closed doors players meeting where they say, "Look, we are playing for ourselves yeah. now. You know, we have pride on the line here." And they come out here and they cause a a couple of turnovers from C.J. Beathard. C.J. Beathard is absolutely gross. Yeah. He's bad. Uh, I think they could get some pressure on him. So I think that the Giants' defense is sneaky this week as a streamer. With yeah. that being mm-hmm. said. You know, you brought up the fact about the Giants giving up points to opposing wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I think Marquise Goodwin, with the targets that he's getting right now, mm-hmm. no Pierre Garçon, is a guy that you have to look at as a solid wide receiver three based on that volume and opportunity that he's getting. Garrett Selleck, we've mentioned his name yeah. a few times already. The Giants have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in every game this year, uh, and I think there was one where they allowed two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, How about uh, on the Giants' side... Uh, you think Eli could be a streamer? I mean, I do. Yeah, I do. I, I think he is. He's right behind Andy Dalton and Ryan Fitzpatrick for me. Mm-hmm. But I would have him ahead of you know like Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. Like if you're really stuck, I think I have him QB 15 or 16 this week. Uh, but this is not a good defense. There's right. a lot of inexperience in the secondary. Five point one yards per carry. Oh, I love him. Yeah, I like him this week. He's he's a top fifteen running back. Most for fantasy me. points per game and most rushing yards to running back. So I like him. Sneaky play. Definitely, definitely. He is a very solid to high-end RB2, mainly in standard leagues because he doesn't catch the ball much out of the backfield. But you have to feel strongly about... There are three players in this game from the Giants' side. It's Orleans Darkwa, Mm -hmm. Sterling Shepard, who could have had a much bigger game last week. Eli Mm -hmm. Manning missed him on a long touchdown. And Evan Engram, who's just absolutely getting it done. So those three players you feel very strongly about. You mentioned Goodwin, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, he is what he is. He's still going to get his. If they're not running the ball well, they're just going to throw the ball to him a ton, and we've seen that. So standard or PPR, it doesn't matter. The Giants are giving up points to running backs as well. So I think he is firmly entrenched as a low-end RB1, high-end RB2 this week. It's really Hyde, Marquise Goodwin, and Garrett Selleck are the three that you want to target from the, the 49ers' perspective. Let's start uh, a conversation, Cowboys at Falcons, because we're running out of time. Life after Zeke, we, we started talking about that at the top of the show. 
looks like Alfred Morris probably gets the start, right? Uh, McFadden, I'm thinking maybe see some more action as a pass catching back this week, but we, truth matter is we won't know. Nobody knows. Yeah, and Rod Smith gonna gonna be there. I don't see him getting a lot of action, but someone he, to even if they come out watch. and say Alfred Morris is starting this game. You don't know what's going to happen once the game is actually going. It could be one series for Alfred Morris. It could be one series for Darren McFadden. Say Darren McFadden breaks off a 20-yard run in his series, then boom, he's the running back for the rest of the game. So it's very hard to predict. I think Alfred Morris right now, just based on what we know, is a low-end RB2, and Darren McFadden is nothing better than a low-end flex. But I would not want to have McFadden in my lineup. Wait and see approach with him. When we come back, we'll finish talking about this game. Talk a little Pats Broncos as well. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. That's right, we're having a party on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. I want to remind you to head over to rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. That's right, we're fighting against blood cancer. And you can learn how you can help in the fight. You could register to be a blood marrow donor. You can make a monetary donation to help delete blood cancer. And Frankie Cheech, there's a link on that page, rotoexperts.com, DKMS. You could play a free weekly contest. DFS, put your DFS lineup in every week. Put you in a situation where if you win your weekly uh, play, week 17, you're entered in a contest where you have a chance to win tickets to see the big game in Minnesota. Yeah, it's an awesome way to blend together, you know, our love for fantasy sports mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to help out a great cause and mm-hmm. what DKMS is trying to do and mm-hmm. uh, delete blood cancer. So, yeah, check it out. I think, it, I think it's a great idea, Jeff. Absolutely. RotoExperts.com slash DKMS. So, finishing up on Cowboys at Falcons. Uh, you think the Cowboys' pass offense takes a little bit of a bump? No? Has to. Without Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah. Yeah, because you know teams don't have to respect Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden. Prescott has been pretty pretty awesome. No, I think I think Dak's going yeah. to be fine. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you know we see a little bit more volume of him throwing the ball. 
lead to an extra you know two or three interceptions uh, throughout the course of the re- uh, regular season here. But it does affect it because mm-hmm. teams don't have to respect Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden mm-hmm. as much as they would have Ezekiel Elliott. The main storyline here is what's going to happen with Des Bryant, and he was limited in practice on yeah. Friday, but they are like optimistic yeah. that he's going to play. So you know if he suits up, he obviously mm-hmm. still has to be in your lineup. He's been, he's been a little bit of a, of a letdown for fantasy purposes yeah. this season. Like, you know, let's not sugarcoat it, but mm-hmm. as long as he is out there and playing, he's going to be in your lineup based on where you drafted him. So Falcon side, I like Sanu because we're, you know, double-digit uh, fantasy points and PPR uh, lineups uh, in six of seven games. He's a very safe, yeah. high floor, touchdowns, two low ceiling yeah. kind of guy. Cowboys that, give up six most fancy points to wide receivers. So I think, it, nice I think it's a good uh, matchup. Nice matchup. Yeah. Good matchup for him and Julio Jones, who is also uh, expected to play in this game. I know that he yeah. was banged up. But hey, what else is new? The sky is blue. Julio uh, Jones is banged up. Uh, before we head out, a quick Pats versus Broncos. Uh, no Pats. Chris Hogan in this game. Right. Has already been ruled out. Uh, Danny Amendola is questionable. I think this can lend itself to Rex Burkhead being a sneaky flex in PPR because we saw uh, in there was there were games this year where Chris Hogan was out, Danny Amendola was banged up. They just insert Rex Burkhead into the mm-hmm. slot there, and he kind of just fills it seamlessly. So I think he's a sneaky flex play. Again, the running back that I feel the most safe about is James White, mm-hmm. just because you know what he's going to give you. He's going to give you that at least 4 for 40 with the upside to be even better than that. So for PPR purposes, I think he is a very, very solid flex. Deion Lewis, he's he's in the flex discussion, but between him and Mike Gillisley, who's going to get the ball in the red zone, it's probably something I'd rather avoid. Broncos offense, terrible. They've scored just under 13 (laughs) real life. Terrible. You're not wrong. Yeah, 13 real life points per game over the past four weeks. Uh, It's just not... Not, there could be happening. some decent matchups here. Like mm-hmm. I feel better about Demarius Thomas because he scored that touchdown last mm-hmm. week with Brock Osweiler, his he first has touchdown. Been in sneaky a, good with Osweiler in a long, long time. So good matchup against the Patriots. I like Demarius Thomas. Don't feel as strongly about Emmanuel Sanders or C.J. Anderson yet, though. Thank you to Pete Constantori for producing our show. Thanks for listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. For Frankie Cheat Stamp, I'm Joe Galena. Good luck in Week Ten.